Hi there, and welcome back to Out There, a cryptid podcast. I'm your host, Josh. Each week, I will be coming out with a new episode focused on a cryptid that I find super fascinating and weird. And if you still don't know what a cryptid is, it is defined as an animal that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. Cryptids don't have to be supernatural or mythical beings, although many of them are. Some cryptids have actually become documented animals. Make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram, at OutThereCryptids, and check out the posts I make for each episode and maybe send some suggestions you'd like to hear. Now, before we get into today's episode, I have a couple things I want to say. To start, I want to apologize for the past three episodes. They were clearly not up to out there standards, and I am sorry for that. It's been challenging finding the balance between work, this amazing podcast, and Penny now. I haven't quite found it yet, but I am getting there. As much as I would love this to be my full-time job, sadly, it cannot. But in the meantime, I'll be working my butt off to make sure the episodes you all listen to are the best they can possibly be. Also, if you haven't noticed, episodes come out on Wednesdays now, so hump day can be your new favorite day of the week. (laughs) There are more exciting announcements to come in the upcoming episodes, so keep an ear out for those. I'll give you a hint. Out There is looking for new team members. But that's not important at the moment. What's important is today's cryptid, one that may not even be a cryptid, a deep sea creature that scientists may know today that could have caused major panic in the olden days, the Kraken. There is no Weird Club segment today, just me. Let's dive in. The Kraken is the most legendary cryptid of the sea, a giant creature the size of an island with massive tentacles covered in suckers. Sailors have been talking about the beast since the early 11th century. Its origins trace back to Northern Europe, back when the Nordic people relied heavily on the ocean for trading, traveling, and just simply surviving. The first known account of the Kraken is from 1180, when King Sverre of Norway talked about how sailors needed to look out for a large squid-like monster that swims the coast of Norway, Greenland, and Iceland. There were many different stories told. For example, if an unsuspecting ship drew too close to the beast, the ship would be engulfed in the kraken's powerful arms and pulled to their deaths. And apparently if you were lucky enough to survive the attempted capture, the Kraken would swim in circles around the boat, creating such a powerful whirlpool that the ship would be reduced to splinters. Now, in the same manuscript that King Severe of Norway talked about the Kraken, there were two different descriptions of the bodies. Sometimes it was a giant lobster and sometimes a squid. But it wasn't until more sightings came in that there was a clear indication that this was more of a squid-like creature. That being said, there are also many different names for this beast as well. Of course, the Kraken, but also Crake, Craben, Kraxen, Sky Kraken, and Crabfish. Now, I must say, before we go forward, this might be a case where a cryptid was really documented, becoming a real animal. It is highly likely that the reports of the mighty kraken were really encounters with the known species of cephalopods called the giant squid. Now, there are some pieces of evidence against this theory, but we will talk about those during the explanations at the end. Either way, the reason I say this is because the kraken's story is so tightly woven with the discovery of the giant squid that you can't tell the two apart, really. Now, although the giant squid wasn't documented on camera until the early 2000s, the species was known before the Kraken legend was even spread. Greek and Roman naturalists had already been scientifically describing 
these creatures. Aristotle, the Greek philosopher from the 4th century BC, talks about the differences from the common squid known as euthus and its larger rarer relative in his book, The History of Animals. But the creature was also talked about in ancient Rome. The naturalist Pliny the Elder from the 1st century AD talks about a giant squid in his book called Natural History. He describes it as having a body as large as a barrel and tentacles reaching up to 9.1 meters in length. That's about 30 feet. But back in Norway, the Danish bishop, Erik Pontompadon, declared that the kraken was the world's largest animal in his work, The Natural History of Norway, from 1752. But then a wild claim came out in 1802 that would have really given the kraken the title of a killing machine. 1802. The French macologist Pierre Diens de Montfort came up with a theory. Ten British warships went missing in 1782 without a trace. He suggested that they must have been attacked and sunk by a giant kraken. If the stories were true, then of course this giant sea monster would be able to drag ten ships down with either its tentacles or with a whirlpool. People really started to buy it. I mean, how else could they have just gone missing? That is, until a survivor appeared and told the real story. The ships had been lost in a hurricane off the coast of Newfoundland in September 1782. Now, was it really a hurricane, or does the Kraken have more power than anyone knows? Okay, unlike a lot of other cryptids, no one claimed that this sea creature had magical powers or anything like that. It was pretty realistic, which makes it all the more believable. For example, there were all of these tales where fishermen would, would know if one was in the area. Supposedly, if you were catching a lot of fish, it meant that a kraken was under, pushing them to the surface. The fish would rather get caught by you than get killed by it. But apparently the giant beast would hunt by staying completely still in the water and waiting for fish to get close enough. Then they would pull the fish into their grasp and the fish would be unable to get out of the suction cups on the tentacles. But all this to say, we still don't have a certified record of a giant squid other than from Aristotle's and Pliny's accounts. But then, in 1639, a carcass was found in Thingorsand, Iceland. It was found washed ashore and had been dead for some time. One arm was saved for research, but this was a major step for scientists and fishermen who had been terrified of this creature. It really brought a whole new popularity to the kraken. This extended to 1735, when scientist Carl Linnaeus first cataloged it as a known animal species in his book, Systema Natura. But this was only the beginning. The creature started to gain more traction and fame in the scientific community when a Danish naturalist named Japetus Strenstrup discovered a real giant squid stranded on a Danish beach in 1833. He was unable to carry the whole body due to its massive size and weight, so he took extensive notes and harvested the animal's beak as proof. And so the species was given a name, Archichutus dukes. The stories now had science in their corner. Then, 20 years later, another body washed up on Rabjurg Beach, in Denmark. 
but the locals cut it up and used the pieces for bait. The creature's beak was the only thing saved. November 30th, 1861. The French vessel named Alton was making its way to Cheyenne, France. The ship was almost to the island when all of a sudden the lookout called to the crew. A large body partly submerged on the surface. The captain had heard the stories of the Kraken but never believed he would have to face one. He saw this as an opportunity to bring one in alive. So he ordered his crew to catch the creature. They attacked and harpooned the squid. Then the squid grabbed a hold of the ship. They estimated it to be about 7.5 meters in length. That's around 25 feet. The tentacle started reaching all over the ship's lines and masses. There was a three-hour struggle. Shots were fired and seemed to do nothing. Finally, one of the crew was able to harpoon the squid and lasso a rope around its body. But because of how heavy the beast was, when they tried to pull it up, the creature snapped in two, and they only were able to get the tail end. Although they didn't bring in a live specimen, they survived an attack from the famous kraken. This brought a lot of attention and fear to people. I mean, they had heard the old stories, but now someone had a proof of a giant squid attacking their ship. It freaked people out. Some of those people ended up becoming very influential writers. In 1830, Alfred Lord Tennyson wrote a poem titled The Kraken that depicted it as a monster with an apocalyptic force. The kraken below the thunders of the upper deep, far, far beneath in the abysmal sea, his ancient dreamless uninvaded sleep, then kraken sleepeth, faintest sunlights flee, about his shadowy sides above him swell huge sponges of millennial growth and height, and far away into the sickly light from many a wondrous grout and secret cell, unnumbered and enormous polypi, winnow with giant arms, the slumbering green, there hath he lain for ages, and will lie, battening upon huge sea worms in his sleep, until the latter fire shall heat the deep, then once by man and angels to be seen, in roaring he shall rise and on the surface, die. Tennyson wasn't the only one with a fear of this beast. Victor Hugo hated anything with tentacles. Then, in his 1866 novel, The Toilers of the Sea, one of his characters was has an encounter with a squid, where it wraps around his body and almost kills him. He goes on to call them devilfish, and spends an entire chapter explaining why he hates them so much. I mean, talk about petty. <laughs> and then in 1870, Julius Verne came out with one of the most influential books ever written, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. The Kraken is called Pulp, which means octopus in French. In the book, the creature attacks the crew of the Nautilus submarine. It was described as a 10 or 12 foot horrible monster. So as we can see, people did really worry about these giant creatures in the deep oceans. Then these creatures came to the eastern part of the world. On Newfoundland Island in Canada, many specimens from 1871 onwards 
washed ashore. Most of them were not fully intact, but two fishermen recovered a piece of a tentacle from an animal that supposedly had attacked them. The men took the tentacle fragment to Reverend Moses Harvey, an amateur naturalist, but that was the end for Harvey. In 1873, he managed to secure a complete specimen that was still alive the moment it was captured. This was very rare because other than the Alton, most bodies were found nearly dead. Now, we are going to jump about 20 years because there is a really interesting chain of events that occurred with one possible specimen that may prove the Kraken is more than just a giant squid. November 30th, 1896, two young boys named Herbert Coles and Dunham Corridor were biking along Anastasia Island near St. Augustine, Florida. All of a sudden, they saw this huge mass lying in the sand. It was half buried due to the sheer weight of whatever it was. They rushed back into town to get the local doctor so he could take a look at what they were seeing. Dr. DeWitt Webb was also the founder of the St. Augustine Historical Society and Institute of Science. He came to the beach that next day like the boys had asked. He was confused by what he saw. It looked like some kind of animal, but it was mutilated and definitely decomposing. It was a very pale pink, almost white in color, with a silver reflection of the sunlight. The skin was rubbery yet hard. It was very hard to cut through. From what he could see, it was about 18 feet long and 17 feet wide. He estimated it about five tons. Webb thought he was looking at some kind of giant octopus because it looked as if it had stumps of four arms with another arm buried nearby. So on the 7th of December, Webb brought with him two photographers to document the creature. Of course, those pictures are in the Instagram posts with many other cool things. Really had to limit myself on these ones. But anyways, a different doctor named Dr. George Grant, who was the owner of a hotel at South Beach on Anastasia Island, wrote a piece about the creature in the local paper. He wrote, The head is as large as an ordinary flower barrel and has the shape of a sea lion head. The neck, if the creature may be said to have a neck, is of that same diameter as the body. The mouth is on the underside of the head and is protected by two tentacle tubes about eight inches in diameter and about 30 feet long. These tubes resemble an elephant's trunk and obviously were used to clutch in a sucker-like fashion any object with their reach. Another tube or tentacle of the same dimension stands out on top of the head. Two others, one on each side, protrude from beyond the monster's neck and extend fully 15 feet along the body and beyond the tail. The tail, which is separated and jagged with cutting points for several feet, is flanked with two more tentacles of the same dimensions as the others and about 30 feet long. The eyes are under the back of the mouth instead of over it. This specimen is so badly cut up by sharks and sawfish that only the stumps of the tentacles remain, but pieces of them were found strewn from some distance on the beach, showing that the animal had a fierce battle with its foes before it was disabled and beached by the surf. From this article, a man named Dr. Forrest Glenn Wood got interested. He was the curator of the Marine Land of Florida and a founding member of the International Society of Cryptozoology. He was excited to hear that a sample of the creature was preserved in the Smithsonian Institution. So he decided to make sure it got tested. 
He called a cell biologist at the University of Florida to run some tests to find out what they were all seeing. And when the results came back, it said, the evidence appears unmistakable that the St. Augustine sea monster was in fact an octopus. This was still crazy because no one had ever seen a giant octopus before. They knew of the squid, but this was unheard of. But as the years went on, more analysis was conducted on the sample, and in 2004, it was discovered that apparently it was just whale flesh, or blubber. Now, of course, this would make sense, but what are the odds of this blubber having tentacles? And what about the first analysis? Now, there are plenty more discoveries we need to talk about, so unfortunately we will just have to accept that maybe it was just a mistaken identity situation. But this next discovery may be the key to showing us the Kraken is really out there. 2011, Berlin Ichthyosaurus State Park, Nevada. Paleontologist Mark McKenneman made an incredible discovery. He calls it Specimen U. It is a fossilized former cave that is a treasure trove of bones. Nine 45-foot ichthyosaurus were found, all in unusual patterns. It looks like the bones were purposely rearranged after they had been stripped of the meat. This made Charles Lewis Camp of UC Berkeley think of a modern-day creature that does exactly this, the octopus. McKenneman said, I think that these things were captured by the kraken and taken into the midden and the cephalopod would take them apart. And even more compelling is that all around the rearranged bones, there seems to be sucker discs on a cephalopod tentacle fossilized. The picture is on Instagram, so make sure to check that out because it does look crazy. The thing is, that means the evidence for the murderous kraken is circumstantial. But circumstantial is better than nothing. And yet, there is something better than circumstantial. And that is photo evidence. In 2004, Tsunami Kabudira was on his research ship in the seas of southern Japan when he and his team hauled up a 20-foot-long tentacle. And it didn't end there. What came with it was an underwater camera they had set up with that contained hundreds of photos photos of a giant squid. It was a 26-foot-long giant squid that was purplish-red in color. The pictures caught the creature attacking its bait, then struggling for more than four hours to get free. It was so strong that when it pulled the line with the shrimp attached, it sliced off its own tentacle. Now, it took three years for the team to get this kind of amazing evidence. Randy Cockavare, a deep-sea biologist with the Monterey Bay Aquarium in California, said, That's getting footage of a real sea monster. Nobody has been able to observe a large giant squid where it lives. There are people who said it would never be done. But from this discovery, Kandura believes that it is a much more active predator than was previously thought. According to prior knowledge, it was believed that these animals were more lethargic and not as strong. But the pictures show this squid's tentacles can be seen stretching out toward the bait, grasping it and pulling away in a ball. It is then seen struggling to get itself free of the jig attached to the line under the remote-controlled camera. 
This was all in the depths, between 2,000 to 3,000 feet. The picture is in the Instagram post, and it shows exactly what you'd imagine. Massive, terrifying, and beautiful. So, could this be what sailors have been claiming to see all their lives? I mean, now we have a scientist saying that they are much more predatorial than we thought. But we just have to trust his judgment, since we only have pictures to look at. That is, until 2006. A team from the TV show Monster Quest caught what looks like a giant squid on video. Basically, they attached a camera to a smaller squid in hopes it would lead them to where the bigger ones are. And when they were reviewing the footage, that is exactly what they caught. It was the Sea of Cortez in Mexico. The creature they caught was estimated to be upwards of 60 feet in length, but could have been anywhere between 30 to 100 feet. It's hard to tell because there was nothing around to get an accurate size estimate. Then, about eight years later, another giant squid was caught on camera in July of 2014, about 2,000 feet below the surface of the Pacific Ocean. Ocean researcher Edie Wider caught another giant squid on video. It could have been as much as 30 feet long. She explained how the color was utterly different than any of us expected. The ones caught on camera or seen before looked to be a red color, similar to the deep, deep squid's coloring. But the one she caught was a spectacular silver and gold. Wider said it looked like it was carved out of metal. It's just completely breathtaking and completely unexpected. In the video, you can see the creature doing what Wider described as a fan dance, but the best shot they got was when it came in for an attack. Wider explained how it comes up over the sphere, which is the optical lore that's illuminating the bioluminescent display and attacks the camera itself. So could this be a different species of giant squid or could this maybe be a kraken? It's hard to say, mainly because despite its enormous size, the giant squid is astoundingly elusive. Of course, the kraken's mysterious origins and lore attracted all of our attention. We've seen the creature in movies like Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, and At World's End. It's referred to in Moby Dick, and who can forget the iconic quote, Release the Kraken, from the 1981 and 2010 Clash of the Titans. But anyways, let's get into discussing possible explanations on this cryptid. So, I think it would be very beneficial for us to first talk about the two known creatures that this kraken could be. We'll do it in an efficient way, where we talk about the differences between squids and octopuses. Right off the bat, squids are usually found in open oceans, whereas the octopus likes the sea floor and dark crevices. Octopuses feed on crustaceans, and squids like shrimp or other small fish. That being said, squids are opportunistic hunters and will eat anything that they want to if they get the chance. Both of these animals are highly advanced and intellectual. They are also both very fast swimmers. But the way they eat their prey is different. So the octopuses really pry open the shells with their arms and then inject paralyzing venom so they can crush them with their mouth or beak. But the squid isn't as nice. They will use their long two tentacles to catch prey and eat it in chunks. Now, this leads us to the differences in appearance. So the octopus has a round head with eight arms filled with suckers and comes in many different colors, whereas the squid has two fins at the top of the head and a rigid backbone-like structure called a pen. 
and a combination of arms and tentacles, which have hooks and suckers. Squid do have eight arms, but two of these arms are much longer than the rest. Squids also tend to live longer lives and range from nine months to five years, but the octopuses only live to around three years old. And it's even worse for the male octopus because they usually die right after mating. Behaviorally, the octopus is definitely much more quiet and keeps to themselves, but the squid is more social and will live either on their own or in schools. Okay, so now that we've cleared that up, I think that from what we know about the kraken, we can confidently say both of these species are possibilities. But we lean towards the squid due to its activity at the surface of the waters. But still, a lot of the kraken's myths can be just explained with a squid sighting. For example, if this thing really was living in the Atlantic Ocean and hungry for men like Vikings, they never would have been able to survive, nor would any of our ancestors that were on those trade routes. Plus, back in the Nordic times, the boats were much smaller vessels than what we see now, or even what they used during the 1700s or 1800s. Plus, the giant squid is still such an unknown species that maybe they can grow to the, to the sizes people claimed. For example, scientists have only measured 500 giant squids throughout history. That's it! And perhaps, due to the fact that they are so elusive and large, the mystery can only grow bigger and bigger. As for evidence supporting the existence of the Kraken, we focus on one big part of the legend, the fact that it could sink ships. So according to Archimedes' principle, which is a big old math equation, to pull a regular-sized ship underwater, the beast would need just over 900,000 pounds of force. The giant squid has about 100 pounds per square inch. So even with the largest known giant squid, that would be impossible. The kraken would have to be around 900 feet in length. Plus, giant squids don't have any real muscle power in their tentacles, meaning it is highly unlikely that it would be able to do any harm to a ship, no matter the size. The largest giant squid that has ever been recorded was about 43 feet long. They estimated that it weighed pretty close to a ton. As for me, I see both sides. I think I lean more towards the kraken just being a giant squid though, but the ocean is a terrifying and undiscovered realm that no one knows much about. So I wouldn't doubt that there could be a 900 foot beast with tentacles and suckers waiting to pick off a boat from the sea. So what do you think? Are krakens really out there? We are on Instagram, at OutThereCryptids, so make sure to follow us and tell us all of your thoughts on the cryptids we cover and what you'd like to hear next. It would mean a lot to us if you go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It is a great way for others to find the podcast and enjoy, just like you. One week from today, I will be covering a cryptid that is a malevolent spirit, always on the hunt for human flesh, the Wendigo. See you next week. This episode was written and hosted by me, Josh, with logo design by Jason Sykes and theme music from PurplePlanet.com.